and welcome to These Amazing Places podcast. This is Adam. And this is Doug, and welcome back to our little playhouse. On this week, we are going to cover the Disney Hollywood Studios, which was formerly called Disney MGM Studios. Of course, it's in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, Walt Disney World. And uh, it wasn't until recently, in uh, early of January 2008, did they uh, change the name. So you may also, if you go there, especially if you're going, you know, pretty recent to right after our podcast comes out, um, you may still find t-shirts that say MGM, you may signage and brochures and things like that. But uh, just be aware that eventually that stuff's going to go out. So uh, you might, if you want, and you're a Disney antique collector, you might keep it around to, to use for, you know, in your collections and stuff. Okay, Doug, so what is the general theme and idea behind Disney Hollywood Studios? Okay, it's kind of, you know, I, when I thought about this, I thought it really was built and set up as a direct competitor to uh, Universal Studios, and that being that it's a, a backstage lot. The entire place is supposed to be set up, really, as though you were uh, uh, within a movie studio back lot where there's constant, you know, uh, filming going on all the time even though that's not really the truth uh it's still set up a lot of it's set up like that and then they just placed rides within it some rides have a lot to do with with uh you know uh, filming a movie like the backlot tour but then others are uh, kind of just there um such as rock and roller coaster so is this park um is it geared towards probably teenagers and adults or are there any kid things to do there yeah yeah there are um yeah, you know that it's actually the kid things would be more like uh, they have the Little Mermaid stage show. It's not spectacular, even though it's a little bit loud. Um, I, I, it's probably more oriented for that kind of stuff. They uh, also have a Toy Story ride that's going to be coming in. I believe it's by 2009. I could actually, be wrong. On actually, that. it's this summer, okay. 2008. Okay, I, there we go. <laughs> I read that. Yeah, cool. I yeah. actually heard that, and uh, yeah. So, so anyway. yeah, yeah, there we go. So, yeah, I think they're pushing more in that direction, probably now that it's going to become Disney's Hollywood Studios instead of MGM's. Uh, and then there are rides that suit even uh, older adults, like the Great Movie Ride, which is a it's a really fun ride, you know, not as far as thrilling, but it's just enjoyable to be in it. Uh, they really put you within uh, several scenes of several different movies, and so that's kind of fun. And I was going to talk about this a little later, but we'll just bring it up now. What... In your mind, what was your favorite part of the park, and what a ride or an experience, or you know, a lot of the restaurants I thought were kind of neat. Uh, it's kind of the whole experience of uh, what's going on there. You're kind of uh, well, and we'll see this later in another podcast where there is a guy named Vlad Pui who is uh, filming. He's acting like he's filming with a camera. He's very uh, charismatic, jumping around, using his hands, yelling, laughing, stuff like that. That's the kind of stuff that seems to go on through the whole park. Um, then for the, the kind of teenagers, uh, at the time when I was there, they had the high school musical, two float running through uh, the parks, and it seemed like it was on a constant loop going through with the people singing until they became so exhausted that they couldn't sing any longer. So then it, you know, they stopped the float and let them rest for a little while. I remember I've been to back when it was MGM Studios, and I, there's a couple of things you didn't mention. Uh, the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, and 
I just remember it just seemed like you were watching the movie being filmed when they were doing it. And then they, of course, move the scenes. And you, I think you almost get like three scenes. There's like one point where a, an airplane comes out and it's like basically flaming from you know, different things going on. It's kind of reenactment of the movies. But, of course, I'm a big Indiana Jones fan from back growing up in the 80s. But, um, but you know, and I, I'm kind of looking at a guide here uh, for the park. And if you know, when you quickly look through it, you can see the variation in ages uh, of who would be, who would like to, you know, each type of ride. You have Star Tours, which are going to be, it's more of like a thrill, thrill ride thing, even though it's uh, done more on uh, hydraulics and things like that. You have uh, Muppet Vision 3D, which is going to be great for kids, and, you know, and, and adults, 3D shows always are. You have uh, Beauty and the Beast, which is a stage deal. You have a Journey into Narnia. Uh, you know, I actually have to tell you, I wanted to go on this when I was there, and I didn't make it. It does say that it's kind of a, what is it, for a look at movie magic, movie making magic behind the epic film. So, uh, you know, it goes in all different directions, and then, you know, to top it out, you have the rock and roller coaster. And then, of course, the Tower of Terror is in there, too, which right. we're going to talk about later. But, all right. Um, as, as far as this specific park, what's the transportation like? getting around to the park and then yeah between resorts and stuff okay uh you can get to the park of course by driving yourself if you would like and then you would pay to park it's 11 dollars per car and uh you can also go by a uh, disney transportation which would be the uh, the wonderful bus but hey it gets you there and uh and they they did me right when we were there which was a t uh, tall order in a lot of ways because with my son being in a wheelchair, as I've said before, it takes a lot more time to get him on and off the bus. And, you know, I never, I never incurred a bus driver who was discourteous about any of that. They were more than happy to stop doing what they were doing and set up the bus on the rear side of the vehicle so that he could be boarded. They took their time to make sure that he was strapped in correctly. And they did it with a smile the whole time. So... Uh, and then the last form of transportation is you can take the water ferry, which really meets out of the backside of, uh, right off of uh, World Showcase uh, and the International Gateway uh, in Epcot. You can catch a water ferry there that will take you by the Swan and Dolphin boardwalk and, uh, and then basically two MGMs. There's also a, um, a walk, walkway that you can take that will take you through boardwalk. It's kind of a lengthy walk, but hey, if, you, you know, if you've got the time and you want a little exercise, maybe walk off some of the, the food that you've been eating, uh, that, you know, because you haven't had enough walking during the, the time maybe that you were in the rest of the parks, you can take that walk from uh, Epcot and Boardwalk over to MGM's. And speaking of food, which I don't know, I know you and I both love to eat. I don't know how many of our listeners will, but um, what's, uh, what's some of the restaurants that are in Disney Hollywood Studios that you enjoyed? Okay, you know, I've been to, um, uh, I've been to, uh, let's see here, the, uh, I've been past the Sci-Fi Dine-In. Now, you know, I've read, read some reviews and stuff on it, and I've talked to friends, too, that have been in there, and they said it's definitely not the place to go if you want to have a really good meal. It's pretty much burgers, chicken sandwiches, stuff like that, uh, and the service is fairly slow, and now, you know, other people may have experienced something different, but this is just what I've heard. Um... But, you know, you can go in, get a quick sandwich, dessert. It's a blast, I guess, to just sit 
and sit with the kids and enjoy the, the movie clips that are running. That's a good time. Isn't it set up like almost like a drive-in where you're sitting all facing a huge screen? Exactly. And it's kind of dark lit. Yeah. Yeah. Just you're sitting. You're actually it, so your, they... your table is in a car, so you're sitting in a car. Yeah. While you're watching the movie. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's that. That's actually. It looks like a lot of fun. Um, uh, you have the 50s Primetime Cafe, which I've been to, which is great. Uh, you go in, and the uh, cast members that are working in there are in character. They're in character all the time. You won't get them to break out. At least I couldn't. Uh, the waitress that we had at the time continued once we got in there, and I was trying to decide what I wanted to get off the menu. She kept telling me that I had to try her pot roast. That, you know, She had worked on that all day. And, uh, and then as I had conversations with her, she would keep telling me about how much uh, the things, the funny things I used to do when I was at my Aunt Susie's and how much I liked, you know, Aunt Susie's, whatever, certain things that she would make or whatever. She stayed in character the entire time, which it was great. It was fun. And then there's the Hollywood Brown Derby, which I, you know, once again, I've heard about, haven't been to, but I know it's more of an upper, up, upscale restaurant. Uh, so if you want a decent meal, I've heard a really good meal, actually. Uh, that's the place to go. And, yeah, also, yeah, with the 50s prime time, don't let me discount it. The food was great, and the service was great, and it was a good time. So, And also, I think there are, there's I think there's probably 10 more places to actually get some food at Disney Hollywood Studios. So, obviously, there's we don't turkey have Turkey legs, too. Turkey legs. Oh, yeah, of course, turkey legs, which are at every Disney park. Yes. Yay! For, like, five and five, some change. Five dollars and yeah. some change, yeah. yeah. But, uh, um. You know, we don't have time to go over all the restaurants. We could do one podcast on only restaurants in Disney Hollywood Studios. But uh, if you if you find some that you want to just comment about and send us an email, you know, feel free. It's once again we're open to whatever. It's podcast at theseamazingplaces.com, and maybe we'll mention it on a later podcast if we cover. Disney and also, yeah, yeah if, if any of you have been to some of the places that you know we say, oh yeah, you know, I've heard about it, or I've read a review. If you've been there. And you've got something you want to say about it? Uh, yeah, just email us and let us know, and we'll be more than glad to share it with people. You know, on another podcast, or maybe even the show notes, or hey, by many means, we can do that. All right, we're going to move on to the next point, which, um, you know, at Disney rides at any other theme park, they basically have disclaimers on rides that say if you have heart conditions, if you're pregnant, you know, don't ride this ride, stuff like that. Um, since your son's in a wheelchair, he didn't ride the Tower of Tower ride, uh, uh, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror ride, uh, because of his weeks, you know, back and different things like that. What, you rode the ride, it's basically a dropping ride. What would you recommend to somebody who has maybe paralyzed right. legs or something? Okay, you know, you know the, yeah, this was the personal decision that we made because he does have uh, weaknesses in his spinal column. We made the decision that uh, he wouldn't go on the ride. It was also he has predisposition for uh, seizures. Uh, so, And there are a lot of flashing and uh, uh, a lot of quick things that happen like that that can, not in every instance, and some people believe not in any instance with this, but um, uh, some of those things can bring about seizures. And you know what? It's better to be safe than sorry. He wasn't really up for it either. And so I went on it with uh, some other family members and... Yeah, for those of you who can, the, the ride's the ride's great. But um, yeah, in his instance, uh, no, we didn't do it. Okay, so if we just talk about the Tower of Terror ride, uh, just briefly describe 
We've said before, and maybe those of you that don't know, it's you go into an elevator and it's themed where you're on the 13th floor and basically the elevator drops and you're in the ride doing that. So describe more of like the details of the ride and what yeah, you saw. Okay. Now, of course, anybody can see if you look at pictures, and we've got pictures up on Flickr at these amazing places, um, but uh, you can also see them in many other places um, online. But um, if you, you look at the outside of the, uh, the structure, for the Tower of Terror, it's incredible. Just to look at the detail is incredible everywhere on it. But when you walk into the lobby, once again, it's incredible with the chandeliers, um, with many things, many things. It doesn't seem like they left a corner, um, uh, kind of, uh, they didn't forget about a single corner in the entire place. Everything was done immaculately. Um, when you clear the lobby, you go back into what would be the mechanicals room or the boiler room, because the elevator actually is a service elevator and so you pass boilers. The room when you enter it is, uh, it's warm, which was kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll experience that. Um, the best thing, the best thing I have to say though about this entire ride from beginning to end was um, the cast members, once again. Their, their costuming was probably the best that I've seen on any attraction in any of the parks. And as far as them staying within character was incredible. Uh, yeah, they had some of the, the best actors, I would have to say, uh, who were just, you know, cast members. But uh, they played their part and never broke a smile. They played it as though this was really happening. And that, you know, that added, it really made a big part of the ride for me. If there's something to distinguish the difference between this ride and other Disney rides, Part of it would be their costuming, right? Because every other costume that a cast member wears on Disney property is, you know, pretty basic uniform. But this is actually what they're like bellhops. Bellhops. At yep, the hotel. Exactly. Which is which is what you would expect. A bellhop takes you to the elevator with you and your luggage. They actually deliver you to the elevator, and, and basically, they even found unique ways to go through the safety routine of telling you to make sure to buckle your belt. To, pull on the belt, things like that. They didn't just flat out just tell you, hey, do this and this and this. They found unique ways, and you'll hear a little bit of it in the audio from the elevator operator, how he went about, even just the tone in his voice, how he went about telling you and going through that routine without it just being a routine. And uh, we've tried to give you as much audio as we could. It was kind of noisy in the background, so there are some edits in this next audio. Um, and then, of course, when the elevator drops, everyone's screaming and the mics are distorting because everybody's having a good time. In fact, I think Doug's on there a couple of times. Yeah, I tried to be quiet, but <laughs> it didn't happen the whole time. Of course, this is Doug and his family writing this one. But uh, hopefully this gives you just a clue. Once again, these rides are not meant to take the place of, you know, Disney or whatever. You know, it's just to give you a feel for what the ride's like so that you can go and check it out yourself and um, just get an idea. And so. to kind of take you along for the ride. Yeah, we're glad to do that. And, and so, yeah, and maybe it will uh, uh, kind of spice up your appetite and get you ready for something like this. Okay, well, here's the ride through, and we'll be back after that.
Stormy night long ago, five people stepped through the door of an elevator and into a nightmare. That door is opening once again, and this time, it's opening for you. darkest corner of the imagination, in the Tower of Terror.
won't find in any guidebook. The next time you check into a deserted hotel on the dark side of Hollywood, make sure you know just what kind of vacancy you're filling, or you may find yourself a permanent resident of the Twilight Zone. All right, welcome back. Hope you enjoyed the audio ride through. Hey, holy cow, that's fun, isn't it? I mean, it really sounds like a fun ride. And uh, for those of you who have been on it, I hope it was a great reminder for you. And uh, maybe that'll make you want to hurry up and go back again. I'm ready. And I do have to tell you this. You know, you went, it was last year, you know, December. You're going back in September. And then, of course, it's like a fever. It's it's itched over to my family. And <laughs> <laughs> so my wife and I will be going uh, in the August of this summer. And I can't wait. And there's a lot of things. I've been there before, but... Once again, uh, you know, I'm excited to try out the Toy Story, the new Toy oh, Story, yeah, definitely. right? Definitely, yeah. That's, that's coming out. Cool. We'll see what that's like. From my understanding, we didn't talk about this previously, but it's uh, you basically sit in uh, kind of like the Buzz Lightyear thing, where you got lasers and you're shooting targets. I'm pretty sure it's like that, where you're in like a little car and you're doing stuff. And of course, it's Toy Story theme. So, um, and in fact, I think I heard also that they're releasing Toy Story three. Uh, yeah, sometime. yeah. I think that's in 2010. Okay, so it's still a little while, but of course, you know, Disney marketing them up with uh, rides and stuff in theme parks, but... Yeah, hey, it's Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, thanks again for listening. Uh, We'll be back again. We're covering some more Disney things, and who knows what we'll do after that, but we hope you enjoy. Send us an email at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Visit our website, theseamazingplaces.com, and... Send us some requests. Yeah. Do whatever. Send us requests. Tell us how corny we sound. Whatever you Tell want. us about some unique places also. Yeah, yeah, in your town. And yeah, send us you know, there and then stand around and make fun of us, I guess, when we show up. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe we even tell you where we're going to meet. And if you want to meet us, whatever. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, but. Maybe we'll give you an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I want that chicken scratch. <laughs> no, I, I don't really care about that. Oh, all right. Anyway, well... Enjoy. We'll see you next week. Bye. I like to drive. I like the music all night. Show me a good time. Show me some fun. Show me a podcast right This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. This podcast may not be redistributed or re-recorded without prior written consent from theseamazingplaces.com.